Greetings, rubbish robots from the dawn of time. My name is Emma Foster, and joining me to discuss this brand new series of Doctor Who, it's Mr. Mike Mould. How are you, sir? Hello. All right. Hello. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so as we say, we, um, we are going to review every episode of this new series, Series 8, as they brought, nearly as they broadcast. Hmm. Yeah, so this is a kind of a new direction for the podcast. I hope everyone enjoys it. Um, and I think what I'd like to do before we get into the meat of the episode is mm. I would like to have a, just a quick quick chat about the run-up to this, the episode. Right. So it was quite interesting, um, mainly because of the leak of the episode. Again. Yes. <laughs> the BBC, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> so if you somehow missed this... Um, mm. On it was discovered on the sixth of July that the scripts for the first five episodes of the series were leaked from BBC Worldwide's Letting America headquarters, mm. prompting a plea from BBC Worldwide to keep them secret, and then <laughs> followed it up by leaking the black and white previs versions of Deep Breath and I think the first six episodes because they put them on an unsecure server in um, in Miami somewhere. Yeah. So really, the only thing you can say about it is. From bean to cup, they fuck up. Oh, absolutely. You know, it just it seems that every series now, mm -hmm. it, it feels like the BBC are just continually cocking up the release of these episodes. Or someone sends an email and mm -hmm. puts in reply all on the subject line <laughs> and emails every Tom, Dick and Harry about... Mm -hmm. I mean, because uh, when Matt Smith was going, mm -hmm. we had an email... Oh. from somebody who was not meant to send us that email about him going. <laughs> so I so we knew because we're on because we're on news th news uh, things yeah. for the Doctor Who news page, which <laughs> my other half runs, mm -hmm. I knew five hours before everyone else. Ooh. Stop it, BBC, please. <laughs> you looked up. I mean it got to the point that there were people that I know who were saying to me, they must be doing this on purpose. Mm. No one is this stupid, surely. Um, um but I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I don't but anyway, know. so I mean, we <clears throat> we acquired the mm. episodes, ah. but we were very pious and didn't look because we didn't want them spoiled. We wanted to see them with all the proper effects, not just the word T Rex written on a post-it note <laughs> stuck on a piece of you know string, mm -hmm. you know, and being bobbled about. You know, I wanted to actually see it properly. So we mm. were very pious and restrained ourselves from watching any of them. But, uh, you know, if you, uh, you send me some uh, a large cash bribe, I will show you them if you like. Um, um, BBC lawyers, uh, this was just for comedic purposes. We don't actually have them. Um, so, and also, it was, it was quite interesting to see, sort of while I was uh, sitting around mooching about on Twitter, as I'm often want to do, um, that someone a couple of weeks ago pointed out that it had been a year since Peter Capaldi's casting was announced on that big hoopla of a a tv show and i thought wow it's been a year already yeah so we've been we've been waiting to see this guy in action for over a year now wow. and um yeah to say that anticipation especially amongst kind of the the who kind of fraternity if you like mm. to see what they were going to deliver to say it was kind of really high 
It's, it it mm. almost seems to be an understatement. Mm. I mean, it, it was it seemed it seemed like much people not so much excitement, more of like trepidation as to is he going to be as good as we all hope he's going to be? Because mm. um, with Matt Smith, we didn't have any expectations really, because no one no one really knew who the guy was. Yeah, that's true. I mean. Peter Capaldi is much more of like a known quantity to us, you know, obviously mm. with things like the thick of it. And obviously he's appeared in Doctor Who before and Torchwood, of course, Children of Earth. Um, so, I mean, I honestly sort of like still like wonder, like, why, why did everybody get so worried? Because I just, it's like one of those things. I mean, I can remember when Matt Smith was cast, when, when the, they did the show about announcing him as the 11th Doctor. And I think, like everybody else, sort of thought, "Well, hang on, who's this? Who's this fetus here?" But yes, <laughs> as I, I mean, I've said this before on, on the show, and um, there was this bit where he sort of like did this thing with his finger. And I just thought, "Yes, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I get it now." But obviously, having seen Peter Capaldi before, when he was announced, I just thought, "Of course, yes, brilliant." And I just sort of knew that he was the only thing that I was slightly worried about is that. And obviously, I knew he wouldn't, like, the man himself would not go down that route. But I, I always had a slight worry that the Doctor might be written as sort of like, it's like Malcolm took a light. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, I mean, of so, I mean, there are, you get a few instances here and there. You think that's a bit Tuckerish, but on the whole... You know, yeah, so let's 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 go back from the the run up and mm. get in. Let's get into the episode. So mm-hmm. the the real the crux of it. So Capaldi, what mm. did you think? Brilliant. Yeah, Loved absolutely it. brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, there's just I, there's some just some. I, I, honestly, I don't think he had a bad moment in the entire show. There wasn't. A single moment I didn't think where he wasn't in, where it didn't look like he wasn't sure what he was doing or what. But I, I honestly just, I mean, I don't, I mean, I would put this certainly on the level of Matt Smith's first episode as the Doctor. Yeah. Just hit yeah. the ground running, not a foot wrong. I mean, there was some, I mean, the scene in the alleyway when he's talking to the tramp, that was really good because what's great is because Capaldi is like a fan of Doctor Who and watched there were moments during that especially when he was like looking at his face in the mirror and he sort of like when he says he needs a scarf he had puts his hand to his neck and there's like bit of that and in the way he says oh, this this face is new on it sort of like it channeled a bit of Tom Baker to me yeah it did really you know that was mm. like it's like oh right and um I mean, the man can just absolutely nail sort of the very sort of straight-faced comedy, you know, um, the like the bit where <laughs> you're with Clara in the restaurant. Oh, that was magnificent. I loved that. That yeah. was so good about, you know, say, being, get, her being you, an egomaniac. And where did you get the coat? Boy. Took it off a tramp. <laughs> where did you oh, get no, I like the thing of... Uh, sorry, carry, carry on. shop. <laughs> it's like this... <laughs> He's clearly yeah. lying through his teeth. And he's just yeah, trying... just... <laughs> yeah, it's all this thing about what is that smell? Yeah, it keeps following I keeps I keep smelling it. What is it? And that sort of thing. Yeah, the... Um yeah, it was great. Yeah, the the rant about the bedroom. <laughs> of course keep passing out. There's all these beds around. Yeah, I mean I did, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean but it was it was interesting how 
it was I think what's really great about him and the mm. way that he's chosen so I mean obviously we've only seen one episode's worth but yeah. how he seems to be choosing to play the doctor is so unpredictable mm. it's kind of like how like again when you say with Tom Baker sort of the very first sort of bit of Tom Baker in the you know you the next thing that's going to come out of his mouth mm-hmm. you, you kind of don't know he's sort of he could yell at you or make you laugh mm. or make you cry or he could be incredibly sort of facetious or incredibly serious mm. you know i mean there's there's the bit where he's the the dinosaur is killed yeah. and you know there's the thing about sort of what the most important question is mm-hmm. and the Paternoster gang and Clara keep interrupting him and all this sort of thing mm-hmm. and you know you, you just sort of don't know what's gonna come out of his mouth and he dies into the Thames and he's gone yeah you know it's just it's purely that our sort of unpredictable nature I think it's gonna be really interesting yeah I mean again with the the Alloway scene you know how quickly does he like change moods like from mm. that to that to that, and it's absolutely frightening the crap out of the boot tramp. Did you did you catch who was playing the uh, that tramp? Yeah, I forget his name, but he was Elizabeth Sladen's husband. Yeah, wasn't it? Brian yeah. Miller. Yeah, Brian Miller. Yes. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah, that was great. Mm. Um, but it was it was quite interesting to to just kind of watch him. Just it was kind of like instantly the doctor for me. It wasn't mm. like a minute of like oh you know he's kind of feeling it his way in a little bit. It was mm. even that sort of immediate post regeneration stuff on the on the shore of the Thames. I mean mm. it was just like you know it just went straight into it. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> everyone take five thump. <laughs> Yeah, straight down. Yeah, I mean that was <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, and just in opening the tardy store and shushing Strax and then going straight back in and all that sort of thing. I mean that was that was great fun. Mm. Um, so I think the episode really went in a, in a direction I didn't expect it to go. Actually, mm. I mean because obviously it was a fairly simple story, yeah. um, and you know you always get it. You always get kind of a fairly straightforward episode for the series opener mm-hmm. because you're you're trying to re-establish characters especially with a new doctor you've got, got to get get people used to him and you know it depends on how much you're going to play up the kind of the post-regeneration trauma mm-hmm. thing which i think they handle quite interestingly in that he was all over the shop mm-hmm. in that scene in the alleyway yeah. and the next time you see him in the restaurant he's, he's back you know yeah. he knows exactly what's going on and who he is and all that sort of thing. So mm. I wonder if we're ever going to go back to that intermediate period or, you know, there might something might come back on with that. I don't know. So mm. we'll have to sort of uh, uh, wait and see with that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was just he was so just there, just straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have to be... I'm lost for words, to be perfectly honest. It's just... it's Again, it's just... It just, it's, it's, it just feels like a... For me, it feels like a tremendous weight just for a lift. It's once he sort of mm. was on screen and, you know, all this, I mean, it's just kind of the incredible kind of the, the humour and the pathos at the same time. You had especially this bit where they're in the bedroom mm-hmm. and Vastra's talking to him with a Scottish accent because he doesn't, <laughs> he, he's saying about, oh, you're all talking funny. And then she does the Scottish accent mm-hmm. and he, like, it, that bit was real, really sort of giggly and fun and mm-hmm. sort of slapstick and then you get the bit of him translating what the dinosaur is saying oh yeah that was i was having like ghost light flashbacks from that yeah bit. yeah i mean and though i mean although he's asleep when he's doing that it was mm-hmm. like kind of that thing of sort of joy and pathos at the same time it was mm-hmm. really like really interesting way of doing it yeah it was like a nice call forward to like um the 
last scene between Clara and the Doctor in the episode where he says, you know, can't see me, doesn't see me. Clara thinks he's talking about the dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, um, I think we, as you sort of brought it up, I think that this was another kind of a, a thing that came up in the episode. Obviously, mm. this whole thing about a, a persona that we we project to the outside world the way that we appear Mm -hmm. and how people judge each other based on that um i know my mother half included found that metaphor somewhat heavy-handed which fair enough it kind of was but um i sort of see that as i mean that's kind of a moffat thing that's Mm -hmm. how he writes but also you're trying to get this point across to kind of everybody Mm -hmm. so that includes the eight-year-olds in the audience so if you kind of make it too subtle people are kind of going to miss what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in even though even though it was quite, you know, obvious or heavy-handed, whatever you want to call it, I did find that speech that Vastra gives about the veil mm-hmm. and saying that it's her judgment on the outside world. Mm-hmm. I found that quite an interesting perspective. Yeah. And, yeah, it was. It, I thought it was a really interesting speech also, especially mm-hmm. given the amount, the, the small minority of people who have complained mm-hmm. about the life-saving, by the way, kiss between the married couple in the episode because they're both women. <sighs> I would like to say to those people who have complained about this, please throw yourself headfirst into a wood chipper and do us all a favour. <laughs> My fat's gay agenda. <laughs> Oh, please, fuck that phrase, right? Every time, right. Especially, because this has happened in Who before, right? Yeah. We've had Jack and the Doctor kiss. I don't remember all this fuss. Is it just because they're women? Is that why there's a big fuss? I don't don't know. I mean... Oh, please. I just, I grow weary of it. How many times has this come up in the, since 2005, for crying out loud? We're nearly 10 years on from... The start, the series coming all, back, and people. This, please, don't people, please think of the children. Oh, please go fuck yourself. How about that? Oh, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure most kids these days are more switched on to the idea than the adults are. Oh, you absolutely. Know, I, I think just for myself, I'm disappointed in my fellow fans mm-hmm. because we're meant to be good people. We're mm. meant to be tolerant people because the show is about tolerance and different and celebrating difference and mm. celebrating every form and every aspect and every type of relationship and way of existing that there should be so mm. the fact that there's people out there and that message hasn't got through to them i'm just i'm actually extremely disappointed yeah. that's what really gets me about it but there you go yeah but anyway um, faster and jenny though. other things oh Vastra and jenny though i love those guys i mean the pat and oster gang mm-hmm in this were mega and you know when you watch things like this you do sort of think oh you could do your own show but like Mm -hmm. when what we said before i think that if they had their own show i think the kind of the joke were a bit thin i think Mm -hmm. they were they were in it for the right amount of time this week and i just i enjoyed it and i think that they sort of made jenny and vastra's relationship quite a bit more believable Mm -hmm. proper they're like a married couple. Yeah. Which, you know, if my marriage is anything to go by, is sort of an equal measure of light arguing, um, <laughs> piss taking, and filth. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what do we do this for? Art? <laughs> I just love what, the way Neve McIntosh says that word. It's like, yeah. well. It, mm-hmm. oh. The thing about, you know, she's discuss- she's pretending to be in my mind. She's like, and yet I'm the one pouring the tea. Yeah, uh, so, yeah you know, it's just things <laughs> like that. I think they're much they're much more convincingly a married couple. And I think mm. that that's, that's nice. I did enjoy that. But Strax, oh. Oh, the bit 
where he twats Clara in the head with the paper. The pub that I was watching it in exploded. Oh, I love that. I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's... so stupid, but it's so funny. <laughs> it's like I've watched the episode like, like three times since it broadcast, and every time that's the bit that makes you laugh. Done it cracks me up, and yet people complained about it. I've, I've seen oh, some well, I... complaints. I was like, oh, no, oh, the woman gets whacked in the head by a pig. Oh, shut up. It's called, up. it's called slapstick, you know. It's equal yeah. opportunity. Oh, yeah, equal opportunity slapstick. You know, mm. everyone takes the piss out of Strax for being stupid and not being mm. able to identify, or not stupid, but, you know, not being able to identify gender agendas. And that bit where he, you know, Vashtar and Jenny make their astonishing entrance to, <laughs> to save Clara and he comes, just basically falls in. Uh, and, you and... know, he's... <laughs> Well, not to mention slightly earlier in that sequence, the Clara does catch the Doctor <laughs> in the groin with the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, she, yeah, he does. <laughs> that was, I mean, yeah, it was quite. It was in what, the thing I compared it to actually, mm. because the comedy was in it was, and yet, yeah, but it had some elements which were really kind of quite strong horror. Mm. I mean, the whole bit where you've got a hot air balloon made of skin. <laughs> Yes. That's like some Clive Barker shit. That's twisted. That's mental. I mean, and the guy who directed this episode, Ben Wheatley, directed Kill List, which if you haven't seen that movie, I implore everyone to watch that movie. Don't find out anything about it, though, first. Hmm. It will ruin it for you. But, (laughs) you know, it's his calibre is like a horror director. (laughs) He really brought that in, you know, and as you know, (laughs) this guy, when he says, oh, we made it out of skin, I was like... Whatever. And no, they just put no. a great big hot air balloon made out of stitch together skin up there. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's stro- that's you know mm. that's pretty hot strong stuff yeah, for you know, tea time. But you know, it's like it was almost like you know, the Shaun of the Dead or mm. you know, the evil dead or something. It was like proper like horror and comedy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean even if you like think about like Mancini's the restaurant where they like harvest like people for their organs. They have a children's menu. Yes, the children's <laughs> menu. I was like, ooh, <laughs> like ooh, but, let's. Uh... Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Moffat seems to really go in for this kind of icky body horror, mm. and kind of because it was a sub- kind of a surprising, not quite a sequel to uh, the Girl in the Fireplace, mm. which I mean, you know, that's kind of the same. I mean, it has a very horror elements of like you know the heart beating in the ship mm-hmm. you know and the eyeballs in the cameras and things like that you yeah. know it's that sort of thing but um yeah i really think he was kind of pushing the boundaries of what you can get away with at pre-watershed tea time <laughs> yeah but um i mean the the half-faced man was creepy dude oh man and you, did you watch the uh little bbc uh I, the iplayer thing they had the little doctor extra little 10 I... minute did, yes. yeah. yeah, because they had like the robot version mm. of it, like the remote control version of mm. some of the close ups with the whirring bits inside the head, mm. and that was creepily real. It was like swooping into the uncanny valley, yeah. That was, yeah. And, but what they can, I mean, it was it was remarkable that my dad came over to say it see us yesterday mm-hmm. and he'd watched the episode and he said that was so well done. Mm-hmm. And my dad never really, well, not notices, but he's not a big kind of special effects kind of mm-hmm. guy, so. If that sort of stood out to him, you know it's good stuff. And mm. I really thought that it was really brilliantly realised. And, you know, it's not obviously just stuck on the side of a person's head. You can see right inside it. And mm. that was really that was really clever, I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and also I think when it was like the the practical effects, the makeup, I think it was actually makeup. I don't think they actually CG'd, well, much of it. Obviously, they had to have bits where you could like see through the back of his head, but it just really well done. Really Mm -hmm. well done. So I think actually talking about him, I think I'd like really like to talk to. I think about my favourite bit of the whole episode actually mm-hmm. is the bit where Clara, you know, has the whole that is first abandoned by the Doctor. Yes, there's no point in both of us getting caught and slams the door on her. Yeah, and leaves her and says, "How long? You know, the how how long can you hold your breath?" He's like, "Oh, now I see why this episode's called Deep Breath mm-hmm. because when the episode for title first came out." Mm-hmm. People were like, what, deep breath? And I thought, wow, that sounds metal. I really like it. So, <laughs> but no, the whole thing of, I was, I'm one of those people as well who, when people hold their breath on TV, mm-hmm. I have to do it as well to see if it's a realistic breath hold. Yeah. And I was struggling when mm-hmm. she gave up as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really. Yeah, the point of view stuff. That was really good. The yeah, point of view really stuff when you got like the red on the edge of the, of the screen, it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know? She's starting to pass out and, mm-hmm. you know, the tear going down her cheek because she's trying to keep calm and hold her breath. Well, she's but got bloodshot eyes as well. Yeah. Like, um, it really was. Ugh. Yeah, you know, and because the doctor's so unpredictable, you're like, shit, he's really just thrown her in the fucking mm-hmm. the hole and left her. Yeah. But the whole thing of like, if I know, if he's still the doctor, he'll be, he'll but he's got my back and mm-hmm. putting it, her hand behind it, her mm-hmm. and he was there. And I was like, I literally was like, oh, thank God. Cause I wasn't actually sure if he was going to be there. Yeah. That, that, that's probably, that's that, of, of all the stuff. That's the part where I was like going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. It's like, yeah. Is, is he really just left. With the, I mean, I suppose when you sort of like think back on it, obviously no, he wouldn't have, but it, the show does give you a pretty good like feeling that. He just left yeah, her. Yeah, he might have just left her, mm. you know, so... Ugh. But, yeah, I think that, you know, say we've said about Jenna Louise... Oh, sorry, Jenna Coleman, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we weren't as convinced as maybe we'd like to have been about her last year. And I, mm-hmm. I, and when we reviewed Time of the Doctor as well, um, mm. we sort of criticised her a bit, but I've got to say, I thought she knocked it out of the park in this episode. Yeah. I, I think the... F- it's it's she's getting a little bit more cemented because it's shown that she does have foibles. You yeah, know, I think that was kind of maybe the problem with her before, it, like during sort of like late series seven. Is there wasn't really sort of any. I mean, even in time of the Doctor when she sort of like babbles on about being a control freak, just like on Trenzel or, but there was nothing really before that to give the impression of such a thing. But it's mm. here in this episode where. She just she managed to like Jenna Coleman gets a lot more to like sink her teeth into. I think that was the problem is just Clara wasn't all that defined. I think it's because when you think about it, compared to some like her her, her predecessors, you know, like Amy Rose, they've all had like it's like slight they've been slightly damaged i don't know if that's quite the word but do you know what i mean the... no I, I think that you i think that's right especially amy actually and mm-hmm. as you know obviously the thing that the doctor is the one who damaged her in the first place yeah um but yeah like but i think got, yeah like clara seems a bit um uh what's the term yeah yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it i mean donna was sort of like raging against the world because she didn't think she was worth anything martha well martha i just mm. <laughs> maybe the word we're looking for is a bit vanilla yes i think that's it there wasn't wasn't anything immediate to her do you know what i mean but this is like mm-hmm. this is where we're sort of like 
get to her because I mean you have after she passes out she has the flashback to when she first started at Cohill School and that goes to show that she's not always in control of the situation but in the same sense that situation that she remembers helps her you know because she threatens to like have all the students expelled and that one silly school girl goes go on and do it do you know what I mean and that's what helps her to like hold her own against the half-faced man for the the most part until the doctor yeah i mean cause, and that's why i say i think she really kind of has latched onto it because mm. i really like that thing she's plainly terrified mm. and literally thinks she's about to die and has been abandoned by the doctor mm-hmm. um or has only the vaguest hope that the doctor is actually around to help mm-hmm. so but she's sort of still persisting in trying to she like she won't give him away either mm. you know yeah. she won't say where he's gone even though for all intents and purposes he's thrown her to the wolves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought that that was really interesting, kind of that mix of defiance and being petrified, I Mm -hmm. thought was really good. Yeah. A lot of people I found sort of like complained about the dinosaur. Why? I thought it was great. Well, I think it's just because the the dinosaur wasn't in it that much. I think, I don't know whether it was... Was it it that it was a bit gimmicky? Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, it's what's known in the business as a hook, you know? Yes. That's how you get into the episode. It's like there's a, there's a dinosaur showing up in Victorian London. What the hell? <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest as well, though, I have like an abnormally strong love for dinosaurs and mm. dinosaur anything. Yeah. So if you put a dinosaur on your show, I'm guaranteed to watch it. <laughs> and I believe that when the teaser trailer came out, all I said was dinosaur. <laughs> so I was happy there was any sort of dinosaur in it at all. So, mm. um, yeah, I thought it, but it was nice that it just wasn't running after a dinosaur going on the rampage, mm-hmm. you know, that they showed it was an actual creature that mm-hmm. thought things. Yeah. And it made the fact that it was killed for a tiny part of its anatomy, just all the more, horrible yeah yeah i mean yeah definitely capaldi's interactions with well interactions quote unquote with the dinosaur yeah i'm not flirting (laughs) yeah i really thought that was fantastic Mm -hmm. um i would say though um on reflection on the episode Mm -hmm. i do wonder if it needed to be 80 minutes yeah. It did feel a touch kind of I, I mean, was... I wasn't watching the clock. No. And I enjoyed all of it. It didn't feel like eighty minutes, but mm-hmm. it did it, it just feel I mean, like we said about um some of the episode other episodes that have been longer, mm-hmm. it just did feel a touch a touch flabby for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, it 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 I wouldn't see the, the thing of it is when I was thinking about it, I was thinking it was long, but when you sort of like look at it as like all the individual scenes, you sort of go, Well, you know what what could go what would go yeah exactly and it's like it's kind of difficult because you know even the bits where it's just like clara jenny you know vaster and strack just hanging around like trying to figure things out i mean that was lovely and it was brilliant but it's not like as a whole it was just like it could have been doing with a bit tightening up here and there but then you know it's like well you know but there's too like too much good stuff to cut out do you know what i mean Mm. but i mean it's like I'm, I'm trying to think of anything that would go. Do you know that? Like, if, like if I was, if I was the editor, like, and it was like briefed to like cut it down, even just like seventy, sixty minutes, and I just, it would be like, oh, but you know, it's, it's like too. You know what I mean? Yeah, nothing, nothing's obviously. I'll tell you what, I would have cut though. I mm. think Matt Smith. Do you know what? I, I will agree 
with you up to a point. I think, I think yes, I mean, personally, yeah. it was nice having him back. I don't think it detracted anything from Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. But I think what I would have done is just have it all on Clara and just have him be the voice on the other end. Yeah, rather than, rather than seeing him, back to him. Yeah. yeah, rather than seeing him in the TARDIS. Yeah, I mean, I like. I really liked what sort of ca- what came out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that Capaldi saying, "Well, look, it's me talking to you." Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 still the person who's inside the you know the exterior and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Clara sort of finally Accepting. getting on board with that, and then yeah. giving him a, a really awkward hug. I did quite like. <laughs> I liked all that stuff. I love, I love but, how his um, way his, his arms were sort of stuck out. It's like. Um... Yeah, I'm not a huggy person. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Um, but yeah, I did. I I loved all that stuff that came after it. I was mm. I was down with that. But no, I just feel like just let the man stand on his own two feet. And yeah. you know, he's he's knocked. He's been blinding for 79 minutes of this episode. Mm-hmm. But you feel like you've got to throw a crutch underneath for you know the fangirls or something you know yeah. he's he's fine on his own you didn't do it to Matt Smith yeah. sort of you did like there was a picture of all the other 10 doctors pictures of him when he was you know telling the attraxy to do one yeah. but um now let the man stand on his own two feet mm-hmm. you know that's the sort of thing if if you had that as like an extra thing on the dvd mhm like director's that. cut yeah. yeah, the director's cut or something, yeah. or like you say, just have his voice. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that too. Um, but it was interesting watching it because I watched it in a in a pub with a bunch of other fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, kind of how little of a pop Matt Smith got because mm-hmm. you know when when Capaldi did that tiny little cameo in in the fiftieth anniversary special yeah. and stuff like that, like no one like screamed the place down or anything. Mm-hmm. There was sort of like an ooh, but no mm-hmm. like. Ah! sort of thing so i think that yeah i think that i would have liked it maybe just to keep it as a a side thing and not Mm -hmm. maybe put it in the meat of the episode yeah i mean one thing i will give that little bit of props for is it like flashes back to when clara hangs up the phone and yes and and the time the doctor because i didn't think anything of it because i thought obviously you know he's had this massive regeneration you know the the shockwave from it, like buffeted the TARDIS, so I just thought, oh, you know, the, yeah, the door, it's damaged. yeah, the door fell open, the phone came off the hook. It didn't like occur to me that when, it's like, when that happened, it's like, ah, oh, see, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, but um, yeah, I think overall, I think Matt Smith didn't. I don't think he really needed to be there. It was, no. I thought it was, it's a nice bit, and I think it would have. Worked for me a lot better had had again he just been like a voice on the end of the line or maybe if we didn't even hear him at all, yeah you know and just sort of maybe he's just like react to although I'm not sure that would have worked actually if it would just I'm been, not sure if yeah, yeah you, you, I think I think if you're gonna do that you need to have the voice mm-hmm. at least or maybe just have him saying hello and not hearing what he tells her or something mm-hmm. like that but that's if we were going to do that that actually leads nicely on should we do some rampant speculation go on then there's a couple of things i would like to to speculate about go because on. first of all mm-hmm. um there's the thing of we don't know the, the speculation that the same person or entity or whatever who put the ad in the paper for the impossible girl mm-hmm. is also the one who gives her the number of the tardis yeah. in bells of st john which mm-hmm. they bring up so Okay, who might that be then? 
Hmm. I don't know. But also the little epilogue bit with uh, Missy. Thinking what I'm thinking, which seems to be a lot lot of other people thinking, Missy, Mistress, Master. You know what? When I sort of like think about it, I think that's that's like screamingly obvious and Moffat wouldn't do that. But then it's because it's so screamingly obvious, you sort of like think, well, Moffat wouldn't do it. And then then he goes and bloody does it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like a Mm -hmm. double bluff. I think, I mean, if she is the master then that's actually might be a good thing because now there's no excuse not to have a female doctor. That's very true. Because if you can have a female master, then, you know, all better off. Yes. And I think, I don't know whether that might be, I mean, I obviously we don't know how long Peter Capaldi's sticking around for. We know at least he's doing the Christmas special, certainly. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering, like, if, if this is, what everybody seems to think it is, is this Moffat's like setting us up for possibly a female doctor maybe next time or a time in the future? I mean... Yeah, I think it could be. Or, you know, the other obvious one is it's the Rani. Again, that's kind of... I mean, obviously Moffat said the Master wouldn't be coming back. But, you know, as we all know... Yeah, as we all know... (laughs) Rule one, you know, um, but I, I don't, I can't picture Missy being the Rani somehow because when you look at Kate O'Mara's performance, the Rani, she's always very calculated. She's very sort of like matter of fact, but I mean, obviously, I mean, yes, it could be another regeneration where she is a bit more daft, but I don't know. I think, again, I think it's, it's kind of like the obvious goes. I mean, the it's entirely possible this is completely new character, and this is just Moffat's like making us all go. Oh, maybe it's the master. Maybe it's the Rani. Maybe it's, it's I don't know. Maybe it's a, a future version of Clara or an alternate. You know, like when Clara throws herself into the Doctor time stream, she has all these temple duplicates. And maybe it's one of those, or and it could just be a completely new character. You know. Um, Absolutely, yeah, it could be all that. But um, I must say, Moffat does seem to tend to want to give the Doctor a kind of arch-female, not nemesis, but mm, adversary or... Not, or and not really sort of like lover either, sort of... No, but I mean, it's quite interesting foil. that she explicitly says boyfriend mm. in it. The but Doctor then, is her boyfriend. But, you know, she could just be you know, like a stalker with a crush. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you know, it it does just seem that that seems to be Moffat's sort of favourite trope mm. is the Doctor must have a mysterious foil mm-hmm. in the shape of a kind of slightly crazed looking female. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what comes of it. I mean, I'll be. I hope that he does something a touch more interesting than mm-hmm. that. But again, if they, do, I mean, the only reason why I sort of instantly my brain went to Master apart mm-hmm. from the name mm-hmm. was that you know her sort of in this sort of very in, odd kind of beautiful garden and sort of twirling around and sort of being quite erratic you know it did sort of bring to mind john sim a touch Mm -hmm. but you know i don't know but i mean if i mean if she is the master it's interesting that she refers to the doctor as her boyfriend do you know what i mean because you know obviously because of the relationship between the two obviously not in that sense before anybody says anything do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. though but it's it's very sort of like foyer to quote tv tropes um yeah 
But um, I thought it was interesting when when we actually see heaven or paradise or whatever, and it does look remarkably like um, the garden bit in uh, The Girl Who Waited. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it really does. Yeah, so it, it may just well be because it's the same location, yeah, you know, that they filmed that. <laughs> So, but um, yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm interested to see where that goes. But mm. as um, as someone said in all caps on my Twitter feed, not everyone who's in the show has to be someone else in disguise. No. So you know, I fair know, enough. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you could probably reasonably guess that she is the one who placed the ad and made the phone call. Mm. So I don't know. But um, yeah, they're just starting to sort of. Although everything has been resolved, mm. past. They are starting to lay the lay the threads down for what's going to come next, I think, and that's fine with me. Mm. Um, you know, it's it, as much as people don't seem to like it, mm. you, you have to sort of accept that television, that's kind of how television is structured these days. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it's designed, they sort of more and more target people who watch by box set mm-hmm. and people who watch it you know a dozen times you mm. know so you want to keep you want to have these little threads of interest to get people coming back yeah you know the whole the era of standalone truly standalone shows i think is at an end mm. oh yeah definitely i, I think it's just everybody's it's just it's just the, the new normal really it is the new normal absolutely mm. uh, speaking of new normal <laughs> peter capaldi is our new normal yes. and you know i think um i'm really interested to see where where he goes and because he's choosing to be so ambiguous you know like with the half-faced man and mm-hmm. did he jump or was he pushed mm. you know and then capaldi looked at the camera mm-hmm. you know the whole thing of making you sort of complicit in whatever it is he might have done mm-hmm. and you don't know what he did you know you yeah. could couldn't really say either way you know it's it's going to be interesting watching a doctor with a more he's obviously got a strong moral mm-hmm. um base you know so we're not going full tilt six doctor fuck the world sort of thing mm-hmm. and you know he clearly he cares a lot and all this sort of thing but his unpredictability is going to be extremely interesting to watch mm-hmm. yeah he'll, he'll stand up for what he's right what's right but it won't hold him back he'll do what he no. needs to do Absolutely. You know, and you did get a touch of that with Smith, but I think we're really going to crank full on with that with Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The title sequence, yeah, yeah or nay? Visuals, yes. Theme tune, not sure. I wasn't too sure about the theme tune, but the more I listened to it, it's all like, ah, it's, you know, I think I, I had the same sort of thing with like the last two versions. Yeah, I always do that as well. So, so you know, but um, it's it's not, it's all right. I don't. I don't mind yeah, it that it's much. All right. it's... I don't hate it. No, no, but I do like the visuals. I do enjoy those. Mm. Yeah. Do you think when um, Strax was doing his medical examination of Clara, when he mentions the bit about water retention, like liquid mm-hmm. fluid retention, since episode eleven is called deep water? And... Yeah, it could be. Mm, or it just could be that you know maybe she should you know <laughs> invest in a pair of those sort of granny shoes that do it with Velcro when your feet mm-hmm. swell up. So invest in some of those early. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Either that or maybe she might want to look into getting HRT or something. I don't yeah. know. But um, no, I think it's uh, it, it's funny. It, the way that Moffat writes, mm. every sort of little thing like that, Can, sort of you laser beam in on it because you think it's going to be, it might be significant because sometimes these tiny things do turn out to be mm-hmm. more than you thought. But at the moment, I'm just prepared to put that in the realm of joke. <laughs> 
Yeah. But yeah, it could be. You yeah. never know. And, and somewhere Stephen Moffat is just laughing. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That <laughs> man is just, just, you know, reading, you know, all the forums and rolling around on the floor laughing he every is, day. Honestly, he God, he's... And we he plays us like puppets and we just carry we on. Say, yes, Moffat, more, please. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless. So is there anything else you think we could uh, need worthy of mention? No, I think we should just go ahead and give it a give it a score. So mm. what we plan to do is for all of the episodes, we will give it a score out of 10. Um, and uh, when we do a, a little show to wrap up the season, we'll look back on our scores and... Uh, See if uh, we still agree with it in retrospect. So, Mike, why don't you why don't you throw your number out there? Um, solid nine. A oh, solid, I mean, solid Hi. nine. Um, I think the only thing, obviously, with Matt Smith's cameo, that kind of sort of like takes the edge off it. If it was, I mean, because you know, I, I'm loath to give anything ten out of ten. Yes, because nothing's ever perfect. You know, there's there's always something. I mean, even Blink, which is one of the most highly regarded shows out of the entire revival of Doctor Who. I think they'll, you know, I haven't watched it in ages, but there'll be something on there that'll sort of make you go, eh, it's just not quite doing it for me. But so solid nine, easily. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go touch low on you. I'm gonna go for a seven, only because I thought that, like I say, I just found it a touch flabby mm. um, in places. Like you say, I'm not sure if I was if I was there what I would have cut, but I just think it was just just a touch kind of not as held together as I'm you know I might have liked otherwise. Mm. Um, uh, you, you know, a bit maybe a bit long eighty minutes, but Capaldi amazing, Jenna Coleman amazing, Paternoster gang great. Um, scary villain, gross bits, dinosaurs, mm. you know, what's not to like. So, yeah, solid seven for me. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, folks, we'd like to know what you thought about Deep Breath. You can uh, email us at greatestshow at com, or you could uh, uh, tweet us at greatestshowpod. Yeah, or head over to the Facebook page, uh, Greatest Show in the Galaxy podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening rating and downloading the episodes from iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, as Mike said in our little pre-season um, teaser, uh, we managed to get inside the top 10 of the iTunes chart, TV and film, mm-hmm. you know, and that's all down to everyone who's listening right now. So thank mm-hmm. you all so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, you know, keep liking us on Facebook, retweeting us. Um, we'd really like some more reviews on iTunes mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, uh, you know, five-star ratings, you know. So that'd be, nice. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. It helps pe- helps people find us, get us out there more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, if you like what we do, give us a little bump out there. And uh, thank you all so much again. Yeah, and, uh, you know, while you're at Simply Syndicate, be sure to check out some of our other shows, including Tech It or Leave It, to Ask Do Tell. Uh, Tech Support Rich is one of the uh, new shows coming out on the network. Uh, also, you've got the other Federation favourites, such as Starbase 66 and Atomic Trivia War 9000. So all sorts of great stuff there. Uh, so with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And uh, we'll see you again next time. 